This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. And welcome to this week's episode of Property Jam, where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And this week, we have got a really lovely human being with us. I'm very, very excited about this week's guest. It is none other than our very own Salah Rain. So I'm just going to hand straight over to Salah so she can introduce herself, tell everyone about you and how you ended up on Property Jam. Oh, thank you so much. First off, so excited to uh, be on. I do think I might be your biggest fan, but don't <laughs> test any facts on me because I'll probably get them all wrong. Uh, yes, uh, so excited to be here. Sana Rain, uh, Creative Director at Scott Baker Properties. And uh, every day I get to spend my time with Matt and Niall. And I think that's probably the best description for the job. <laughs> I condolence. <you>. Uh, <laughs> Is that um, your job description? Um, as Zoe says at the very but, top, spend the day with Matt and Niall. Central <laughs> <laughs> criteria. Yeah, do not go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so day to day, I really get to have a lot of fun um, helping with communicating the brand across all media, which is really good fun. Um, but the reason I wanted to come on was because I listened to the episode where Jo shared she was delving into renting again and the experiences she's had having um cats or cat is it one or two it's two double trouble Mm. oh i was listening i was going i hear you i hear you because i have been renting since since i moved away from home and um and i have a really big dog and i was like oh i hear you so i thought i'd love to come on and share some stories because i've seen I've seen why it's important to have houses that allow pets, but I've also seen what can go wrong. And and I just thought it'd be a great thing to chat about because you're landlords and tenants at the same time. Mm. Amazing. So tell us about your pet. Yeah, so it's, it's slightly trickier. I think it's probably as hard as renting with someone who might have two or three dogs because my dog is 70 kilos in Whoa. one dog <laughs> is it a horse or a dog that's huge oh that's so kind I was expecting you to be like is he fat <laughs> no he just sounds like he's a giant dinosaur of a doggy no he he is a he's half St Bernard and half Newfoundland the two biggies come together to make another biggie so he's he is bear size and he is is big and you know when you said about uh, one landlord or agent asked if your cats had been declawed yeah I have seen the, the damage my dog has done to wooden floor so you know there's all these things we do have to be aware of but it's been a challenge renting with him yeah. um one experience was well the first thing I'd like to say is so so I should probably say where I was renting which yeah. was in Brighton and Hove which as we know, is like amazing, but has its grotty side, which people just seem to kind of accept. <laughs> it's like it's this part kind of, of charm. Yeah, bohemian chic. Let's yeah. just call it that. Yeah. Shabby chic always. <laughs> and um, so renting there is obviously with where I'm at, 
you know, we're, we're looking at flats, we're looking at flats to rent, me and my husband. And um, my latest property I rented there before we moved to where we are now, um, I went through agencies and a lot of them were fully managed by the agent. So the landlord didn't have much say in who was going to come in other than, you know, final final couple of checks, maybe if they needed to be involved. But there was one landlord that was uh, tenant find only with this agency and then managed themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I luckily came across this beautiful property on the corner of Preston Park, which is a really nice place to live, lots of greenery. And um, they were like, yep, we take pets. So <laughs> there's like two questions I have to ask. One, do you take pets? And then I have to go in again and say what I have because it's like sometimes it doesn't really register with them. Yeah. <laughs> the first question anymore when I say what I have. <laughs> They're like, no, we don't take that pet. So no, we don't I, have stables at the back for the dog. That, that's <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I went in and I said, yeah, do you have a really big dog? And then I always have to add, he is old and slow and not very active. So he's not going to cause like damage in the house. Um, but I just want you to be aware he is big. They're like, oh, well, no, don't worry. The, the flat owners, they love animals. They have two dogs themselves. And they're those landlords that really believe in, you know, if we can have pets, anyone can have pets. So interestingly, the first time ever this has ever happened, they asked to meet us, but they wanted to come to our home. What? Mm-hmm. That, and what else not cool with that? I would not be, I don't know if I'd be, no, man. So I was happy with that. What? Why? Because it's with my experience of how difficult it has been, it was my chance to, to show I can live in a really like beautifully kept house. You would like as in you walk in and you wouldn't even know that in the next room there is a horse. Got it. <laughs> Oh. Quite sensible. It's, it's like your show inside. home, like your tenant show home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I really liked that. So it was really awkward in every way you can imagine. Um, I remember there was I lived near the cricket pitch in one part of Brighton or Hove, which is when there's a game on, there's like no parking. And it just so happened to be that day, if I'm remembering correctly. So already we're on the wrong foot because it's like, there's no parking by your house. Where are we meant to park? (laughs) So anyway, they came in, it was all good. And the whole time the dog was just laying down, like, So I was like, yeah. <laughs> well done, doggy. Thank you. Had you drugged him? You've you you your biscuits. Yeah, exactly. You'd literally and just sort of given him Valium just to keep him calm. Like, Yeah. But the thing is, there is like some no, power. There is some power in meeting pets because they are so cute. Mm, yeah. And if you are an animal person, like obviously the first thing they did was walk in and go, oh my God, he's so <laughs> cute. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's I I do think that um interest it was interesting that you had that reaction when I said about bringing them to the home as a previous example of my abilities as a dog owner um because until I found this flat I do think there is a real problem in the industry they're all minging the ones that take pets are minging and I just don't want to live like that I'm sorry. <laughs> I do have a certain standard where I'm like, Brighton is re- like renowned for like mold and damp. It, we just have to handle it the best way we can. But there is, you know, some places which are just left. 
and it seemed to be that all the pet friendly ones were just left and I just it was so depressing and I just thought oh god there must be another way and then these people wanted to come in the house and I thought this is actually not a bad solution for people like me who want to show there's a lot of really really great animal owners who keep a house pristine so that's one side of it Mm. is that's like the difficult side and then I do have a couple of stories where it went terribly wrong <laughs> oh yeah well, we're gonna have to I, <laughs> I have a couple of I have a couple of points actually like in response to what you're saying because it's 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 really interesting that one of the first things you said was you have firsthand seen the damage that your dog's claws has actually done to wooden floors in the past oh, yeah. yeah and I suppose that it's that that's in so many landlords heads it's mm-hmm. they just see the expense or the risk of of cost and damage that's that's really where it stops yeah and so it doesn't it doesn't get to that human side of of property because it's like well it's going to cost me money yeah so. it's really real in that situation I was the one that basically it had been done slowly over time. So I hadn't really noticed. And we were moving out to move to where we live now. And I saw this photo taken a year ago in the property and the floor was like perfectly smooth. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, there's like a million dents and scratches and like all dirt that gone in the scratch. I said, it's like a different floor. I said to my husband, and it was the first time we'd ever lived anywhere with like original, they were those Victorian really skinny wooden boards so they're quite soft yeah yeah so I said to my husband like there's there's no way we're not going to go forward before we move out and not say by the way I've noticed this has happened so basically I I just coughed up 460 quid on my own back I found a a wood floor specialist rang my landlord and said um this has happened I showed him the photo said it's obviously happened over time so I've just noticed it but this is how much it's going to cost. Here's 460 quid. And mm. because obviously not only that, Joe, but they've got a factor in before the next tenant comes in, that's more waiting time. And they had someone lined up straight away. Uh, so I think the plan was that the new tenant was going to go back to Europe for the summer and then they were going to do it. But so I think it takes a lot of proactivity with pet owners to think, you know, that, okay, if it was my own home, I might leave it another year, right? Because it's my own home, but mm. this isn't my own home. Like, and I've, I've entered into an agreement where I'm taking care of someone else's. So I think there's a lot of pet owners that would do what I did there and just think that's, that is going to be on top of any, any other deposit money. It worked out that he gave me back all of the deposit and basically kept that. And it was, <laughs> it wasn't like the most, I used to work in lettings as well in a previous life. So I kind of oh, know the flow yeah. and this was very like all over the shop, but I, I was very grateful to find the house at the time because it was like what I needed to feel that level of like, okay, I can live in like a normal house. <laughs> Just because I've got a dog doesn't mean I have to like live underground with like the drips coming on me. <laughs> That's how it felt looking at these houses or these flats. So yeah, I think it takes proactivity as well from the pet loving community. Um, and maybe they just don't do that in Brighton because everyone seems to be pretty cash strapped because the rents are so high. I don't know. But I was, I was thinking, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe if I come on Property Jam and start this conversation with you guys, we could come up with some ideas and like change how it's done or I don't know. Because you've got Solve a ton of listeners. Problem today. Yeah. Or, or, or have, a, have a different viewpoint on it or something, you know? 
Yeah, I think you've made a couple of good points there because you talk about you've obviously the landlord came to see you and meet the dog before agreeing to um, you moving into their flat. I think that's the, there's a big like uh, issue I think with landlords in general and tenants is like there's an us and them divide where where there's no communication and it is just straight mm -hmm. down the line we do accept pets or we don't. Um, and then on the flip side, there are tenants that like that are not willing to for a bit of give and take when it comes to to the properties that they're living in. So I think there de there does need to be a little bit of wiggle room on both sides where it can't be just a one size fits all. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm. It also depends on the type of animal you have. Obviously, if you have a dinky little doodle dog, that probably won't cause as much damage. Physically, maybe noise damage to the neighbours. Yeah, I think there's a misconception and misunderstanding of what pets are the problem as well. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's probably the... Well, I, I think... A, Again, correct me whether I'm wrong, because I don't want to alienate all of the you know, dog and cat and pet-loving listeners, um, but the behaviour of the pet, does that quite often reflect on the behaviour of the owners of the pet? With the dog, certainly. Yeah, yeah, I can only talk for dog owners, but also what has happened to the dog in their early years as well. So you hear of stories where dogs have had incidences with other dogs attacking them in the park. It just changes them from then on for good reason, right? So you might have behaviours that come out of bad experiences, which is a shame. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, generally, yeah, I think if you practice like a lot of yoga, your dog's going to be pretty chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess if you're in a buy to let situation where, you know, apart from the flooring in the property, the landlord doesn't really put any furniture in as a general rule. So you're, no. they're not they're not going to be destroying sofas or furniture. Um, there may be damage to the floor given mm. um, or to doors and things like that but it's kind of you're very limited to what can actually go wrong right would you like me to share the stories oh yeah <laughs> go on, did go oh, wrong. Dear. are you gonna are you gonna turn me into a uh, non-pet accepting landlord by the end of this call <laughs> I, th I think i think as long as we're aware of all of the things then we can make an informed decision love it we? sala love it love it right love it. i'm not gonna come on here and be like yes to the pet people give us all the houses and then not tell you all the stuff that's actually happened oh god which i'll have to tell you i did sort all on my own money because that's I just that's just who I am. I sorted it on my own money and made sure it was all perfect for the next person as much as I could with the time. So um, I said about the claws because he's so heavy and the soft floors. The second thing he does, which a lot of other dogs do, is is the slobber, <laughs> or as my good friend calls them, the uh, drool chandeliers. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so um she also has big dogs she has bernese mountain dogs anyway it's normal they'll shake their heads and the slobber will just go at every angle so i'm just picturing my... beethoven the movie <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yeah this is exactly it so my normal cleaning routine will be cleaning the ceilings cleaning the walls <laughs> as well as it just goes does it oh my god and this little flat that we had at Preston Park it was so cute and um basically when the landlord bought it there was like 
this huge mirror that just perfectly fit on this wall that the, uh, the seller, person selling went, just have that because it's huge. I'm not going to take it with me. It's kind of for that space. And the same with the curtains, just keep them. So these curtains were like, I wouldn't, I don't know how old, but sometimes I would shake them and the dust, I'd be like, <laughs> so I was that one. But um, so one of the things I noticed before we were moving out was I close, we don't often close the curtains because we had those lovely French shutter things. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, like on half the lower half. So we oh, didn't really that. have need to close it. And I just closed them to check them. <laughs> we just need like streaks of dog slobber, <laughs> like a Picasso or what's that, Jason Pollock? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, how? We didn't even close them. <laughs> Oh, it's like he's done artwork in his own time or something <laughs> <laughs> so I thought okay so I and the other thing was that this flat had really high ceilings so it was like I think the curtains needed to measure like 270 centimeters drop wow. and that's not a standard Dunelm size or I could think Ikea does like 250 but I was like I can't there was something in me I was like I can't have that gap at the bottom <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I get it. My brain's the same. <laughs> so eventually I found some on uh, John Lewis, actually. Luckily, they were just like white, off-white, nice kind of simple curtains. So I ended up, um, COVID was happening when we moved up here. So I ended up buying those and shipping them down. I think the landlord really didn't care. I think he was more like, why didn't you just put them in the wash? But I was so worried at how like dusty these curtains were. I literally thought they might break the washer or something. Because oh I wouldn't be able to use my own because they were so big. I'd have to go to like the laundrette or something. Oh, really? So I was a bit like, oh. So I just bought some new ones. So that's the first thing is unexpectedly we had artwork appear. Can I windows. also, you know, with the windows. Actually, this, this, this kind of goes, reminds me of a previous episode we had, Joe. Um, <laughs> oh! Tenant stories. Oh, no. <laughs> You didn't you didn't paint over it with gloss did you by any chance <laughs> no. no 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 I didn't do that no okay. <laughs> right the second but can I just you know the slobber on the ceiling and stuff because presumably the slobber is clear right it's just it, it just no. is a snail trail is that not like a uh, snail trail with bits in it oh oh no <laughs> oh no you asked the question Joe <laughs> yeah you're a cat person yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna make you fall in love with him again. The reason their mouths are like that, yeah, on the Newfoundland side is because they're life-saving dogs for water safety. So they'll pull you in if you've fallen out of a boat. So their jowls have to be like this to let the water out. Oh. So they, you know, they can't help it, Joe. <laughs> it's the bits that get so because the jowls are out wherever they lay, like gravel, mud, it just sticks. And then the slobber, and then you have all the bits. So that's where like the chandelier comes from because it's like pointy. <laughs> Got it. Anyway, um, this story is really bad, and um, it well, is a perfect mean, example. The, the next yeah, are you ready? Yeah. So <laughs> this was me being a nice person and not using my brain, right? Okay. So, love it. I'm part of this all, all towns have like groups like Brighton and Hove dog group on Facebook and you can all be part of the group and you can find out about like things that are a problem maybe there's like an aggressive dog somewhere everyone's like avoid that park until that's dealt with 
or whatever, or glass on the seafront, don't walk on the seafront, that type of thing. So it's like a help group. And also you share cute photos of your dogs. So it's a real feel good group. <laughs> anyway, there was this lovely couple who lived down the road um, who posted saying, we've got this English bulldog puppy and unfortunately our work situation has changed and we're struggling with daycare. We can't afford daycare. And they literally lived at the bottom of the park. Oh, and no, I thought- The dog didn't eat this dog, did it? Oh my God, no, hang on. I've, I've, my brain's gone somewhere really bad. Carry on. Yeah, carry on. Shush. That's really sad. No, that's definitely not what happened. Okay, cool. I'll, t- I'll tell you what happened. So, so I was like, my dog's great with puppies. He's really patient. Yeah. And I always wanted another dog. So I was like, Yes. So we met them. We went for a walk together in this beautiful park and fell in love with their little baby bulldog puppy. And I said, yeah, no problem. I work from home. So uh, they were like, cool. So we would arrange that, like, basically we would go in the morning, pick the dog up from their flat. It would come and live with us for the day. And then either one of them would pick it up or if they couldn't, I would just drop it back home. But at least it's not by itself. This was me being like a dog (laughs) mum. being like I can take care of all the dogs (laughs) and so it's been with us for maybe like three days it's absolutely mental I didn't know that bulldogs were mental I thought they were like that's what they were like they're literally like I'm not used to that I'm used to this like hello my name is big dog bum and hello you know so I was like this is crazy so I was getting really exhausted and I was getting a little bit like tetchy kind of like looking at this dog like will you just calm down I was laying with my dog on on my dog's bed I thought oh that's cute so I thought I'll go and do like some relaxing stroking on it so I was stroking it and then I saw this little black thing on it go and like into its fur and I've I've never seen anything like that before so I was like what anyway gave the dog back it was coming back the next day went to bed woke up with sorry guys really itchy like all in my like bra area in the morning and I was like what on earth and I looked and I had like a couple of what I thought was like bug bites so I was like oh weird spiders I don't know anyway next day dog comes back and I see more of these things and then I see one sitting in my because the dog could go in her own house on my chest of drawers by my bed and I went to go over and touch it and I've never seen anything move so fast. Anyone who has animals will know exactly what is happening right now. It was fleas. fleas. Yeah. Oh my God. And it was like, I just couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle really it. Are, don't they? They are oh my God. Uh, and not only that, but these Victorian floorboards have huge gaps in them. Oh so, and underneath that, we were on the ground floor. There was just like ground <laughs> underneath yeah. that. It was really old house, yeah. flat. So, I thought, oh my God. So I got in touch straight away with like a flea man. I remember flea it was man. such, yeah, the flea, you know, the flea man, the flea man. <laughs> you know, the one. <laughs> that guy. I was absolutely gutted because I forgot to ask these women because I was so excited to have their baby dog. If their baby dog had any flea treatment, they were like, oh yeah, we do the drops. We do the drops. Now everyone in Brighton and Hove knows that the drops the fleas are immune to them now. So you have to give these tablets. Oh, <sighs> it took six weeks to get rid of them. Yeah. And I don't even like spiders. So like my stress levels for six weeks were just awful. And they go and everywhere, don't 
they go everywhere so you have to like literally empty oh. everything the flea man comes in the house with this solution yes. it was like a spray yeah. so I had to be out of the house of the dog for eight hours or 12 hours or something mm. I remember it was baking that summer like 30 it was that summer it was like 35 one day oh, do you remember was 2018 wasn't it I'm sure it was 2018 yeah it must have yeah. been yeah and my dog is like a he's like in ski oh. mode all the time <laughs> ski jacket <laughs> It was hellish and I just, it made me actually go to uh, thinking about serviced accommodation and thinking they have a huge turnover of pets, the ones that allow pets. And I do know a lot of friends of mine will go for natural remedies of flea and tick control now. And um, I wouldn't try it because my dog is so hairy, you'll never see anything on him. So it's just a too big of a risk. But I just thought, how do they manage this? Because yeah. probably the only person that's going to find the flea is the next guest. Well, it's like bed bugs in a hotel. It's the same problem, isn't it? It's, it's uh, <laughs> but like, you know, like you, you've got to act quick and it can take a while because them little fuckers go everywhere. So your dog must have had fleas as well, presumably. No, because what? he's on a flea treatment. Oh, I see. So they didn't touch. They were just eating me, me and my oh, boobies. No. You needed to take the flea tablet. <laughs> you and your boobies needed the flea tablets. Oh, no. That's it was just hell and you know it did make me really aware of literally all the stuff you know the the like cosmetic stuff that you can just you know resand floor to having six weeks interrupted life yeah. where you've got to have this real toxic stuff put in your house and yeah that, that was that's a- that's why I don't have pets is all of that stuff that just doesn't yeah I couldn't handle that pet admin but I have never in my life had a flea problem because I'm on it with my dog's treatment. Yeah. So I'm so, so glad you, you held your hand up there. I can also say I have never had a flea problem. <laughs> never, ever had it, have I ever? <laughs> so it was like, it was the most frustrating thing because it wasn't even my dog and I had an infestation. Anyway, so we gave this cute baby dog back, like, love it, but ew. <laughs> the infested baby, like, take it. Sorry, yeah, I, and uh, then... Oh, and it was, and I just felt so bad because like they still didn't have any care help and I just felt really bad, but I couldn't keep, we would keep having infestations if we kept having this dog because, yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing really serious to take into account. So you need to have really on top of it, tenants who will do what I did and go, I was, it cost, how much did it cost Phil? Like 400 quid in the end or something. So, So I paid... I paid for new curtains, which was like 200 quid because they were so long. I paid almost 500 quid for floors and then another 400 quid for... <laughs> so, you know... It's quite a find, I think, as well. I don't, I don't think most <laughs> people would do that. But I do also think, with the flea thing, so again, bringing it back to, like, landlords and a landlord view on that, even if... Because you cannot vet, pardon the pun, you cannot vet a landlord's pet management ahead of them moving in you just can't so there's a lot of it goes on faith and trust and if the animal moves in and there is a flea problem again for me that is at their expense so that would be I don't have to live there they're the only ones that really have to deal with that fleas in the main don't cause a huge amount of damage it's just a real inconvenience and like you say just so disgusting I could never do it again yeah Yeah, 100% is horrible I've I've lived through that it's not nice and but but you know it's it's again from my perspective as a bit like as a business owner I'm not going 
oh well that's the difference between me taking somebody and not I'm like well that's a manageable situation that the tenant could handle at their expense right and it should be like that I think I do think there should be more clarification on like when a property says it accepts pets I do think there should be a conversation where the agent goes if there's a case of fleas if there's a case of this, if there are you happy? So it's like a tick box thing. Are you happy to pay for go. the damages? This, 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 this. Because if the <clears throat> if the tenant is fully aware, you know, maybe it's only a few properties or a few landlords that ask those particular questions, but I think that's a good thing. I think yeah. I think more transparency about all of the problems that can happen. You've chosen to have an animal in your life. Same thing with kids. There's not much there to say what the kids, when we moved into this house, drawings all over the walls. There you go. This is it. I repainted the whole house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Like, not at your own cost, surely. Yes. Because so the drawings were so tiny that they're not going to do anything about it. And also I'm, I'm, I do have this thing in life where I'm like, I feel stuff comes into my life when I really need it. Like I'm struggling. I, I'm very grateful. I really am. Yeah. And actually, even the opportunity to maybe change the colour of the wall with the landlord's consent was nice, you know, so I'm, I'm slightly different with that. I like to make it my own, even if, even if I'm going to be there for maybe just a year. But it's yeah, so I'm a little bit different in that way. Not everyone would do it. but I do like to feel my best in my house. But yeah, I think there should just be more questions um, asked, which gives both parties clarity. I think that's what can go wrong. I do. I think that's the solution. I really do. I think if if there's if it's like oh, do you have pets? Yes. Okay. So in the event of a b like about ten different scenarios, would you be willing or you have to comply with the cost of this in the event of? It's like yeah, okay, fine. You know, then everyone uh, yeah opens up their eyes and ears because they might be like oh, I'm not I'm never going to have a flea problem. And you would have said that at the very beginning. You said oh, I've never had a flea problem. That's um, right. But but also um, if that had been your own house, you'd have still accepted that puppy into your house and you you're just allowed to deal with it so the fact that you're living in a rental is, is neither here nor there exactly um similar same with um yeah the flooring if it was your own house you'd have that issue in your own house you might think oh it's just my own house i'm not gonna fix it but as you say it is something which when you give it back it kind of has to be in the state that it was given in minus mm -hmm. reasonable um kind of dilapidation yeah wear and tear yeah, yeah. wear and tear exactly. yeah exactly but um yeah yeah there's, there's a question that we always ask our um guests when they come on um which we normally ask really near the beginning um but you know it's been great but you know what does the human side of property mean to you so for me i think it's quite clear it's just communication like proper communication between everyone involved so whether that is landlord and tenant or housemates sharing or co-living because that's what we're into next level it's about co-living Ma managing events community focused things I think co more communication everywhere on this planet will make everything better and honest and from a not personal perspective yeah so that I think yeah communication makes a better human yeah, experience I think, I think you are really right because um everything that you're you've been saying is you're looking at it from through the eyes of the other person and I think a lot of people forget that you know, that they focus on on themselves first but actually if you take a minute to go right okay what is it from the other side's perspective um, and then it can be communicated across uh, it obviously takes both 
well, actually doesn't necessarily have to take both sides because just one side having that open honest conversation could open up the other side. Whereas you know, they might think everything's fine. Um, whereas in, you know, unless there's that communication and when there's communication, then problems can be solved. Yeah, hundred percent. Everyone's happier if they communicate more. Oh, it's so it just true. is. You and feel clearer. more relaxed. You're yes. so much clearer and you're happier as a result of knowing boundaries and free flow of opinion and perspective and personality type and all of that stuff. It's just learning how to effective communication I've been reading a lot about effective communication recently mm. I'm reading a book on um, well I read a book on attachment um so if you ever want to understand how you form relationships with people whether it's family friends business partners it, often it's linked to your attachment style and you have a uh, secure attached people uh, who are sort of sitting in the middle and then you have your anxious attached and your avoidant attached and the key to all of that regardless of your attachment style because there's no right or wrong is the way you effectively communicate what your mm -hmm. needs are and that is true in business in life in relationships I'm a hundred percent with you Sala I think it's a really good point Sounds great. Is that something you learn when you're a child? Did you say then? That, yes, within yeah. the first thousand and one days of your life. So, yeah, it's fascinating. I was, it was, I, there's a quiz that comes attached to it. Um, it is absolutely fantastic. And I was very insightful and has actually informed a lot of my um, sort of coaching and, and public speaking business as well, because it's understanding how people relate to you. It's fascinating. Yes. <clears throat> Yes. yes and yeah. doesn't it feel good when you feel people are comfortable because they're clear yes best feeling yes yeah. and that, that comes down to effective communication saying what you need and communicating that effectively in a way that the other person understands based on their language and the way that mm. they attach to you oh it's, I, this is like right up my street I love it but it plays out in everything especially in property because there's so many different stakeholders throughout the whole process your tenant being the principal one right like so yeah mm. you're right um, I also wanted just to get touch on the policy point because you know as of January this year mm. so the Ministry of Housing Communities and Local Government issued a new standard tenancy agreement to help renters with well-behaved pets so they've been really clever here they've worded it in two ways responsible tenants with well-behaved pets um, from January onwards will find it easier to rent uh, accommodation landlords are no longer able to issue a blanket ban on pets and if they do have issue with it, they have to write within 28 days of, hang on, what's it say? Instead of consent for pets will be the default position and landlords will have to object in writing within 28 days of a written pet request from a tenant and provide a good reason as to why they do not want the pet in the property. Currently, get this, just 7% of private landlords currently advertise pet-friendly properties. And that's been our experience, right? Yes. So, um it, that has not translated talking of effective communication that has not effectively been communicated down to the letting agents across the land because mm -hmm. the default is still very much no pets allowed mm. the default now is pets allowed yeah well, i guess the argument for that joe is that yet the information is there should the letting agents choose to go and look for it because it, it's not really up to in individual departments to tell every individual letting agent what has changed they should be up to date with the changes 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah yeah also it has to be a suitable property for the pet True. yeah so I, I, well, it's going to be interesting know you know that's yeah. a to decipher that when they look around because they're choosing to live there or not i suppose so I had yeah a, they are yeah i had a potential tenant ask me last week or housemate rather for a shared living property if I had any objections to a pet in a HMO. Oh, that's weird. What did you do? 
I was like, well, in theory, no, I don't mind the pet being there, but you know, how old is the dog? She said it was a puppy. So I was like, okay, so if you're out at work all day, who's looking after the puppy that's going to be locked up in your bedroom? And the other tenants as well. How does that work? Yeah, because yeah. there, there may be other housemates in the property that have allergies or phobias to, towards pets. Yeah. So you need and, to... and those would be um, reasonable reasons to refuse a pet. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many people who aren't pro- who haven't joined that house with that knowledge. Yeah, they might and be on is... Zoom meetings all day. They can't let it out. You know, well, it's exactly. and the noise and all of that. Right. Yeah, there's a. It's, it's difficult, isn't it, in a shared. In a shared house, it's much more difficult. Yeah, we've got a large back garden, so there's plenty of space for them to run around and stuff in there. But then, what are you going to be cleaning up after it uh, in the back garden? Because other people might be using the space. So there's a lot, lot more complicated in a shared house. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Yeah, I do think it's a nice thing. Like it can have real good benefits to people's as long as they're not allergic or scared of dogs, for example, can be a lovely well-being thing for a community to have a house dog Mm -hmm. that everyone has to it's like the whole house has to be set up with that knowledge that that could happen and then what happens yeah what happens if someone else wants to move in with another dog and they don't get on then you've got a problem again it's it's like a whole different category of housing or or, or what I should say a community model Mm. whole different one that has to be looked at by itself I think yes no definitely agreed so have you um have you prepared a question for us yes i have okay i've got two but they're short okay am i allowed to yeah go for it okay okay um all right what is the funniest pet name you've ever heard oh i know this go on i always find pet names with human names really funny i don't know why (laughs) but especially if the name So it's like that, like Steve the cat or something like that. Steve, <laughs> Steve, 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 come back. Steve, Steve, Alan, Al, Alan, Al, <laughs> Al, Al. So no, uh, uh, I like um, my friend got a cat and she called it Graham, which was just because it was grey, <laughs> and it was so fun. so. She's outside calling Graham at the top of her voice, and it's like, and this cute little kitten called Graham. It didn't right. make sense. Come, come sit on my knee, Graham. <laughs> My my little cousin, when we were kids, uh, had a dog, and she called her dog John. This is funny. She was only six years old or something at the time when she named the dog. So, John. But yeah, John, John, John the dog. Yeah, human name. Oh, I think I think I kind of with you on on the on the human name. It's that kind of like um, what's the word where you humanize? You, know, yeah. you humanize pets, yeah. and um, it's just very odd. Um, so you say Steve probably would be be the one, as I said. Um, but or or you when you call them like Ignatius Cyril the Third or Cyril Ignatius the Third. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much and and the second question moving swiftly on second question so in um, Brighton and Hove there is the famous house pig and he lives no I don't know where he lives I think he lives somewhere on the seafront it's a pig black pot belly pig 
and he lives in a flat with a man and um <laughs> he sometimes takes it for a walk and it's it's cute so the question is are there any pets that you would seeing as that's how it can go <laughs> any pets that you would think not for me not, not in my me. house oh, not God. in my house oh goodness Let's do it. Let's so that we're not like being biased because there's this new law now and we do need to be more open minded across the board. Let's just say you have your own house and you're going to do a room share and someone's going to rent your spare room. Let's just make it so it's not, you know, like because eh, we're trying what to make a better industry. What would they bring that I'd be like, oh, I might have a problem with that? Yeah. Oh, well, mine would be a rabbit because I'm oh. majorly allergic. Like, Oh, yeah. majorly like if you put a rabbit near my face it looks like someone's punched me it's the funniest thing you've ever seen you're like a horse and a rabbit honestly if I was near both of them at the same time I, I would just die yeah I'd have an <laughs> asthma attack from the horse and I'd look like I've been knocked out by the rabbit so, yeah. oh, let's not do that <laughs> <laughs> so a horse and a rabbit although a horse unless it's your dog is unlikely to move in so yeah um yeah that would be my two <clears throat> mm. What about you, Nala Matt? I think um, I don't know why this is this image is in my head. Uh oh. But I've got from the last of the summer wine, the guy that used to have the pet ferret. Oh yeah. And when I was um, my my when my dad was growing up, he grew up and in, in the countryside, but very close to a rabbit warren. So he had a pet ferret that they would use to go into the burrows to. Uh, to frighten out the rabbits so they could catch the rabbits. And, uh, but the ferrets really freak me out. And weasels and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that sort of, yeah. They're very vicious as well. Very vicious They're animals. quite nippy, aren't they? I think they can be quite cute and domesticated, but... Mm. Yeah, I think apparently if, if they think that they're cornered or being attacked, then they can be very vicious. Mm. 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 Mm -hmm. What about you, Matt? Probably a... Oh, some... So anything which is what's the like, like spidery yeah i'm with you there i you just because they escape yes. anyway. if you're sleeping what if it gets out oh, yeah no. yeah like, even, even if yeah yeah, they, they, yeah no yeah no i think there. something like that um where it just feels like yeah they're gonna they're gonna get out and not that i'm again i have a fear of spiders but you know the other day, just went to the bathroom and there was a spider black this big, the size of a bloody phone in the um, in the bath. I was like, how on earth did you, wait, how did you get in? Wait, I bet it was called, the... I bet it was called Steve. Steve, the spider, yeah. And like, Steve, I told you, stop trying to, stop coming up the drain pipe. Dave, look, get you know? out, mate. <laughs> yeah. Get out of that pad. Your mate, Incy Wincy, learned the hard way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Ah. Love it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. shall we do a very quick rendition of Intuitive Spider? No. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? Of, um, <laughs> of episode roulette. Yeah.
So we have time for probably one going episode with that. So for those of you who don't um, listen to us regularly or this is your first episode, episode roulette is where we scroll through the previous episodes of Property Jam and then we ask our guests to say stop and then we ask them their opinion on that particular episode title. So um, Sala, over to you. I am now scrolling. Stop. Stop. Episode 14. Happy New Year. <laughs> Should we scroll? <laughs> Happy New Year. Um, <laughs> um, Should I say stop again? So say stop again, yes. Yeah, okay. Are you scrolling? Yeah. Stop. It's a bit weird you're looking at the screen yeah, no, I and scrolling. Down. I was like, why are you doing that? <laughs> Episode seven, before property. Yeah. Oh, so this was um so basically we were talking about our lives before property investing etc um so maybe give us a pricey of uh obviously before you were in you know our creative director's got big properties you what were you doing you mentioned briefly about being a letting agent but there's a reason why your creative director isn't there yeah <laughs> yeah um so letting agents was a job i had at uni and then so then after uni there was obviously another life um, so before that, I was helping with marketing um, a lifestyle concierge business. So that's luxury products and experiences for high net worth individuals. So if you want to go on holiday on a private island, we have the connections for you. Um, so it was a lot of uh, promotional material. My boss would go to the most amazing charity galas, like in Cannes, um, and be there as a representative of maybe the private island that we were working with. They would have maybe put something in the auction. Um, so it was a very different type of lifestyle, very materialistic, which isn't my natural state. Um, I really am so far removed from things like that. but. I enjoyed the joy people would get from the experiences. So that was nice because they are magnificent, these private islands, you know. You can't not feel happy when you go there. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been there. I would like to. <laughs> but so yeah, very different, but very much about um, people and connecting people. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then also on the other spin side, I'm a yoga teacher and massage therapist. So I like uh people. I like touching I people. I like talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you mentioned that you're also an interior designer. Yeah. So, oh, okay. I'll forgot, give you one word that. to describe yeah. all of it then. You know, there's that, um, is it called portfolio career? Mm. A lot of young yeah. people now kind of do different things. I worked out the other day that I was doing different things to find my people, which I have now found. So um, I'll be here for a while, guys. As I said to you in the interview, didn't I say I'm like a virus? I don't leave. Didn't I say something like that? Like Corona. Oh, bless you. You're long COVID. You're long COVID. That's what you are. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. We, yeah, we want to keep this one. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So a mix of creative and people focused jobs that has led to this now, which I love. It's everything that I've learned in one job. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Amazing. So I think on that note, I just want to say thank you so much, Sala, for being with us. Um, that was pretty epic. Um, and I'm still not decided whether I like having pets in my rental properties or not. <laughs> I think you need to take some time to think about it now that you know everything. 
well right? i do I, to be fair i do have pets uh, and i've got one property where we do have a big dog um and uh yeah it's been quite good actually because the dog um, barks when people are home and you know, when there are strangers around so it's actually underneath one of our large hmos so um yeah and the dog is befriended by all um, and seems, to, seems to be a good thing but anyway um, on that note, thank you very much again. And it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Thank you. Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more. On Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at propertyjumppodcast at outlook.com. See See you on the next next episode. episode.